With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. And welcome to the Pens and Stuff Podcast. Welcome back to the Pens and Stuff Podcast. I am Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. And uh, we're doing it semi-remotely. I am not at the table with everyone else, so if it's a bit delayed, that's why. But thank you for listening. Uh, crazy, crazy week. We had three NHL final games. Um, it's uh, Vegas is up 3-1. to one. Uh, against the Florida Panthers, just like the Denver Nuggets are up on the Miami Heat. So kind of a little bit of serendipity there amongst the NBA and the NHL. But it's also not been a quiet offseason for a couple teams, mainly the Columbus Blue Jackets, bolstering <laughs> their defensive line. Yes, uh, indeed. But yeah, how are you guys doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Up there in I'm, Michigan. I'm tired. Fair I'm enough. You just drove back from where in Ohio? The armpit of America. The armpit Ohio, of the Midwest. But, New Jersey's the armpit of America. Eh. Ohio's the armpit of the Midwest, though. Where, where were you in Ohio? Dayton area. You. So. Oh, sorry. It's actually, I, I like, I called it the beauty mark in the armpit of Ohio or in the armpit of the Midwest. Dayton. Because it's a nice little town, to be perfectly honest. Dayton wasn't bad. Dayton wasn't bad. Hi. There's a dog. But... Uh, we're talking <laughs> about hockey now, so let's 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 discuss. Well, it's kind of ironic that I was just in Ohio. And we're talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets. That but is before ironic. Before we get to the Columbus Blue Jackets, let's talk about the NHL Finals. The Golden Knights are up three games to one on the Florida Panthers. Uh, not for lack of trying from the Florida Panthers, though. They got shellacked in game two, they which did. we don't talk about as Panthers fans. And then they came back and they won a very good <laughs> game, a very big comeback game. Uh, in the in sunrise, uh, it was three to two in overtime. Matthew Kachuk, who else scoring the OT, OT winner, and then uh, Saturday night they lost another close game, three to two. Did Kachuk, uh, did Kachuk score the OT winner? I thought someone else scored the OT winner. Oh, he scored no, the he, he scored, scored the game tying goal. Game tying goal. Yes. Uh, Carter Verhage, I believe it was then. Yes. Yeah. Scored yeah. The Verhage did yeah. score the OT goal. game winner. Yep. Yes. But then, uh, yeah, Chandler Stevenson did his thing and murdered the Panthers in game four, putting it a must-win game five for the Panthers on June 13th, which is a Tuesday, fun fact. In Vegas. Yeah. That's, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But our initial thoughts on the finals. I think it's been very gritty. Um in in the fact that it's been uh i mean it started out that first game and i think i said this last week that this series was going to be ugly as far as um 
I think I think what Florida is trying to do is to get Vegas to react to their shenanigans. And just Vegas hasn't. I mean, in all honesty, Vegas hasn't uh, taken the bait. Um, Kachuk is doing Kachuk-type things. And um, Vegas, as a, as a team, I think as a whole, they're doing a very good job at you know, keeping their heads and not taking the bait. What do you think, Ebs? There. I haven't watched a lot of the finals because I'm just mad. <laughs> like, I'm just mad. But um, I've just really been voting for where Florida. Did your, where did you do your job as a hockey commentator, Abby? Where did you do your job? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone knows that I take everything too personally. So I have been following it, and I've watched some. I watched, I watched the last few minutes of the game last night, the mm. game four, which there was a questionable whistle when the puck had yes. not been covered. And, and I saw either. so many people tweeting this morning like, tell me the NHL is not rigged. Tell me that the NHL doesn't uh, want Vegas to win. Please. I don't know. I just don't trust the NHL. That's Please. all. I don't trust officials. I don't trust any of it. But I'm not saying no, a, I'm not saying that Florida would have won. I'm not saying anything like that. I just think it's strange, and I think the officiating in the NHL is stupid. And we say that every time. Okay, okay I'll I'll Anyways, agree that the the officiating is bad, but I think it's been bad universally. I don't think it's just been one side or the other. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and it's okay. just fans but, saying what they want to hear too. So. That's true. Andrew? But as a guy who was watching the majority of that game or the majority of that ending, Matthew Kachuk gets cross-checked in the yes. back yes. in front of the net. The whistle blows while the puck is still in play and there's no penalty called. Yeah, that's bad. But The puck is still in play, obviously still in play. It's up at the point. The whistle blows, and they don't even go. There's no penalty for cross-checking. You know, like how they would do. They they just blew the whistle to blow the whistle. They just blew the whistle, and stopped momentum for the. Yeah, and this for is the for the Panthers. This yeah. is what this is what the NHL needs to fix. There's got to be a way exactly. to fix it. There's got to be a way to fix it. I mean, this kind of stuff can't happen, especially on your biggest stage during your championship matches. That can't happen. In, in a pivotal final two minutes, that would turn, tie the series. Turn the tides of the game. Right. And, and, and tie I mean, the series if it gets won by Florida. It shouldn't happen in any game. Exactly. It shouldn't happen in any game. No. But it most definitely should never, ever happen in a game like Saturday night. It just no. shouldn't. No. All that to I say, I have watched some. Mm-hmm. I'm just voting for Florida to whoop Vegas's butt. And I was I was talking to you last night about it, Dad, um, about how I don't really hate any of the players on Vegas. I just hate the team. Like the city. my moral the city. my moral standard cannot say <laughs> I will vote for Vegas. Bruh. That's funny. I'm sorry. You kidding me? Even though I found out today that my pastor is a Raiders fan, which Ew. I mean they haven't been in Vegas for that long, but 
Ew. That's I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I can vote for the Raiders. For some reason, I can't get my stomach around. Well, that's to because the, the Raiders didn't start in Vegas. You know what I mean? They, they don't have suck. Sin City in their blood. Yeah. Vegas, the Knights just have Sin City in their blood. There's something about it. I just can't stand them. They're just bleh, gross. I hate it. And I know that's terrible because it just means I'm a freaking biased loser. But I will but, say this. It, it is interesting. I mean, if you've ever if you've ever seen like the pregame stuff that they do, quality. Awesome. It is quality. Awesome. Uh, Ve- the, the city of Vegas and the Vegas Golden Knights, they know how to put on a show. Which is the problem, I think. It's good. That's what irritates me. It's a good show. It's it's a good show. So, I mean, it is fun. One I would more, I would go to a thing. game in Vegas. I would go yeah, to a game in Vegas. I don't think I would ever go to Vegas, but if I was it happened to be in Vegas and it was hockey season and they're by home, I'd go. Yeah, absolutely. And, but another thing, and, and I'd vote against them. But another thing about <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I might not. I might get a couple bullets in the head and then be dead. Nah. But I mean. If I, I would rather nah. I would rather die than vote for Vegas. To be honest with you, it's valid. I would risk my okay. life. No, I'm just kidding. But but another thing about that that game after the whistle for the final, you know, after the game was over, they they were throwing punches. And yeah. I will say this to Vegas: if you're not willing to do it during the game, don't do it after the whistle blows. Don't do it after the whistle blows. I'm looking at Aiden Hill. He started sucker punching guys with his blocker. I'm I'm looking at every guy. I'm looking at Alex Petrangelo who came out of the penalty box to start. And I, I will applaud Matthew Kachuk for standing up for himself. He like took his hockey stick and was like kind of like choke holding Alex Petrangelo. And I was like, you go, sir. But if you're gonna if you're not gonna get into those little skirmishes, if you're not gonna take penalties when the game is, don't don't do it after there's nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Does that make sense? I'm saying no. Stop. Stop with this BS after the whistle blows because that's after the game is over. Because once the game is over, then you're literally just rubbing it in their face that they lost. Who started it though? Vegas. Aiden Hill. They were trying to finish a shot. Sam Bennett was trying to finish a shot, shot it after the whistle blew into his pads. He got up and started throwing hands. Florida Panthers were defending themselves. I will say say this. I don't believe I'm saying this in Aiden Hill's defense, but he took a lot of crap during the game too, that he didn't react to then fight during the game. No, 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 but that's not, but that's not the point. You don't take a stupid penalty. Once the game is over, game is over. That's what I'm saying. You should not be after the whistle blows. It's assault. That After is true. After the whistle blows, it's assault. Okay. Same thing goes during the game. Same thing in football. You can take a guy's head off during a game, but if you do it in between whistles, you are now a citizen. You're you're a normal human being. Well, I I don't I don't know. I I think you know. I, I if you know you don't want to you don't want to do something that's going to hinder your team from winning the game. No, and I understand it, but then just don't do, do it at all. Game, just don't do it after the whistle is all I'm saying. Just don't like, do it at all. Control yourself. Just like well, you I, during the I, game. no, look, you, you know me well enough to say that I think self-control is something that you need to have no matter what. But at the same time, I do think that you, you take it for 60 minutes 
and you take it and you take it and you take it. And then when it's not going to hinder your team, I, I would say, you would hope I so. mean, I totally get it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not condoning it. I don't think it's right. I'm with you. I don't think it's right, but I understand it though. But wouldn't you think that his team should stand up for him? Absolutely. And it shouldn't be his job to have and to go did. after anyone. Absolutely. And oh, they did afterwards, the didn't game? they? You mean during, during, the, during the game? Yeah. During, the game, during the game, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because if if your goalie's getting messed with during the game, the players should come to his defense. Okay, let let me let me throw this out there. And I again, I'm not trying to be ugly or, you know, point a finger or anything. But if if you substitute Vegas Golden Knights and Aiden Hill, and you substitute in Pittsburgh Penguins Tristan Jari. Do you feel the same way? I feel like I do. I feel like I as want a, the Penguins to stick up for him during the game. As a fan? I want Ruda. Go ahead, Abby. As a fan? No, I don't feel the same way. But as a person talking hockey straight up? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, then. Well, okay. You look, you look at the box score, right? No penalties in the first. The only penalty in the second was a Mark Stone tripping penalty. And then Alex Petrangelo delay a game with, uh, what was that, like 18 seconds left in the game. Those are the only two penalties in the game. So you can't say that, A, Florida was doing it the entire game because nothing got called, and B, that Vegas Vegas is kind of, I'm just saying, I didn't watch the whole game. I watched the last 15 minutes of it. Okay. But, but I watched you, the important juice, you, the important stuff. You, you do understand that just because penalties aren't called don't mean there were penalties. It doesn't mean that there weren't any penalties. No. Okay. But but if you see that happening, then go ahead and stick up because right. if it's not bad enough to get called, right. then it's something that you're going to have to take care of on yourself, by right. yourself. Right. I agree, I agree with you. Especially, especially in a we, Stanley Cup final. I just, I just don't, I guess, I guess for me, I don't, I don't necessarily see, I, I don't, I don't see it the same way that once the game is over, I mean, granted, Aiden Hill probably shouldn't be throwing his blocker around because that's, yeah. Dangerous anyway. It's very dangerous. But yeah, I mean, there's I think every game every game this series when the game was over, with the exception of the, the third one that went to overtime, uh, that there were throwdowns after the game. Right? When the final whistle blew, there were there were confrontations all over the, not necessarily with Aiden Hill, but there were guys, you know, getting in each other's face and face washing and all that stuff was going on. Yeah, and that stuff, I don't mind. I don't mind the, the jabbing, like the chirping and the, you know, the, you know, the talking or the, you know, the, like the holding onto each other's jerseys and, you know, exchanging words, right. but it's when you're throwing punches and you're, you know, potentially injuring somebody that I'm like, that's okay. It's okay. During the game, you know, right. During the 60 minutes of play. But afterwards, like, get off the ice, cool, cool down, and then pick it up if you want to. As soon as the puck drops, right. Next game, and, and I guess I guess for for you know for argument's sake, then, um, and we know I, I know what the answer will be, um, but in your perfect NHL world, okay, does Aiden Hill take a suspension for what he did at the end of the game? No, monetary fine. I monetary I don't like fine. The okay. Idea. 
I don't like the idea of him getting suspended because then all of a sudden you're basically saying Florida gets an upper hand for putting gasoline on the fire. Like, cause they did, they continued it. Right. Albeit they were finishing what Aiden Hill started, but now you're saying, and if, if he got suspended, then I would like Brendan Montour should get suspended because he had a hand in it, but right. you don't want to see your starting goaltender get suspended. I wouldn't want to see Matthew Kachuk get suspended for the other, you know, like, right. No, I agree you with suspend you. Suspend the big boys. You just give them a, you know, a slap on the wrist. Sure. Take like especially fifty thousand. Especially considering it wasn't that that egregious of a of a thing, you know. Like I mean, if he had gone at the head, then there, like, or that's or if he hadn't injury. stopped, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. continuous, like like Evander Kane on that one yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. Although that on, was during that was during play, right? That like, was that was during play, yeah. but still, when you. No, are I, going at some helpless dude that can't even defend yeah. himself. That is not okay, no matter when you do it. Well, then, Agreed. how do you feel about the Matthew Kachuk thing? He literally had a stick around. I have, uh, I haven't, I didn't see the Matthew Kachuk thing, so I can't say. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah I, I, didn't, not, I didn't so see the end that end either. You talk about you talk about Vegas kind of being favored. You look at the penalties that were handed out, and I Matthew Kachuk might might face some fine. I pray to goodness he doesn't get suspended because he has, at, at the 20-minute mark, he has slashing against Petrangelo, unsportsmanlike conduct against Petrangelo, and a misconduct. Yeah. There, Brandon, there was... Brandon, Brandon Montour gets a charging against Braden McNabb and uh, misconduct. And then all Vegas got was a Aiden Hill unsportsmanlike conduct. But, but, yeah, I mean, was it the end of game two... If you look at the score sheet at the at the twenty minute mark of period three, there's like eight guys who had misconducts. None of them, none of them got suspended, and I'm not even okay. sure any of them got fined. So I don't, I don't think, you, I don't think you'll see that any suspensions from that. Okay, but then genuinely, like, what's the point in handing them out? Then just say, go back to your locker room, like, because it because it goes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not saying that, you know, like, I don't know. And obviously we don't want a suspension because I think I th- hate that unless it's blatantly egregious. Would they put Warranted. that on the score sheet simply for stats sake? Like yeah. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk had however many PIMs during this playoffs. Yep. Oh, good heavens. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's literally had like, <laughs> I think at least 30 in the past four games, just the final. Because yeah. he's he's had Kachuk. several game misconducts, like five minute, ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, so question: Kachuk in the last four anything, games. Okay. There's not anything like the NBA where it's like, no. If you get so many misconducts, you're suspended, right? Because nope. they have. A, well, it's not. It's flagrants. Yeah. No. Flagrant there, there's there's nothing there's nothing like that in hockey right now. Well, then maybe that's something that gets implemented because this is ridiculous. You look at it is ridiculous. I mean, Brett Howden got a game misconduct. Riley Smith cross-checked Brandon Montour. Riley Smith got a misconduct. Sam Reinhart got a misconduct. Wright Cloud got a misconduct. And then, oh, well, that's that was sorry. That's 1841 left. White Cloud gets a misconduct. Cousins get a misconduct. Eric Stahl abuses the officials. Anthony Duclair gets a misconduct at 1628. The Eric Stahl and Anthony Duclair. Uh, Keegan Kolasar got a misconduct 1614. Yeah. Casey Fitzgerald got a misconduct at the same time. Matthew Kachuk got a misconduct at 1401. 
It, it was oh it was crazy. It the end of game two was a was an absolute I mean, circus. It was an absolute circus. So that that brings us to this next part. I just thought about that was game two. The yeah. next game, Florida won. Then you have this crazy thing. Did Vegas just hand Florida a dub in game five? It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out, won't is, it? Is this how Florida wins by getting gritty and dirty? I don't know. And I'm all for it. Let me tell you what. <laughs> just during the game. Don't like that that game that game uh game two. That's fine by me. Game four, don't do it afterwards if you're not willing to do it during. But anyway. Well, don't do so it afterwards. Into, don't do it afterwards, period, in my opinion. Well, okay. Valid. Okay, so let's get into this Columbus Blue Jackets crazy offseason here. So they – oh, wait, I pulled up the wrong one. Oh, shoot. Does anyone have that trade? So they, they did uh, – The three-way the trade? Philadelphia Flyers, yeah. yeah. Flyers – Blue Jackets and the Kings were involved in a three-way trade that sent the biggest piece, Travis Sanheim, to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh uh, well, also Cal was a pretty big piece of that well, one. Well, yeah, Cal Patterson went to the Flyers, right? Yes. And they also they were the ones who retained salary, correct? Uh, uh yes. The Kings retained salary. Right. Yes. The Kings retained the salary on the Sanheim trade. And then they sent Cal back to to Philly. To Philly, Philly. Yeah, hang on, I'm trying to find it. And uh-huh. Columbus got Sandheim, and then the Kings must have gotten a prospect or a pick in that. Uh, but um, uh, do you have it? Yeah. So Philadelphia got Ivan Provorov. Oh, it's Provorov, not Sandheim. Uh, and Hayden Hodgson, some prospect i'm assuming to la in exchange for peterson um cal peterson sean walker helga grands i'm assuming that's a prospect as well and then a second round pick next year columbus gets kevin kuwanton from philly um in exchange for a first round pick this year and a conditional second round pick in either 2024 or 2025. Columbus okay. gets Provorov from L.A. in exchange from the for the guy they got from Philly, if that okay. makes sense. So uh, L.A. comes out of it with um, the loss of Peterson, Walker, Grands, and a second rounder, and then they gain the Kevin guy from <laughs> Columbus, then Philly. <laughs> They also lo- lose a first-round pick and a conditional second-round pick. Got traded to Columbus. Oh, no, I guess that was from Philly. So then Philly loses a first-round pick and a conditional second. Um, as well as Provorov and Hodgson. But they gain Cal, Sean Walker, Grands, and a second-rounder from the Kings. So, in short, Columbus gets... Solidified on their defense. Yeah. The Kings lose get, that big Cal contract. Yep. They lose that because they had now have Copley, Phoenix Copley. Yep. And they have uh, Corpusalo. If they resign him, yeah. As well, they also get a first and a second, right? Is that what that said? Two seconds and a first. No. Correct? No. No. Uh, Columbus got those. Got. Columbus. 
or yeah, Philadelphia got those from Columbus in exchange for the Kevin guy. So Philly just really sits pat, just upgrades the goaltender position, kind of declines on the defensive position. Yeah. The Kings get younger with the, with the prospects and Columbus gets the defensive solidifies their defense. Yeah. And they get a, a draft pick. Yeah, so winners. Does does anyone any early winners on this trade? Does anyone think like? Um, no. I think I think LA honestly because they're able to do a lot more with that cap space. Losing Cal and and Sean Walker, those are both pretty big contracts. I think I saw that that was like eight million dollars worth of contracts that they now have in cap space. Um, They also, but they're they're retaining thirty percent of that. Proverb Proverb contract, which but, is like five, six years long still. But that's still $8 million in cap space that they gained. And I, th- I think that's a win for them. They got a, and they got a first round pick this year and a second, two seconds next year. Okay. I take that back. Excuse me. They, they took $2 million against the cap, dead cap for the next two years because of Proverb. Excuse me. So it's not that's not for the as long as I thought. That's the Flyers got that, Dad. That's what I'm saying. I think I think the Flyers Oh, I was talking about LA. I think the Flyers got I think Flyers win this. Because you got a you got a decent goalie in Cal Peterson. You're probably gonna trade Hart somewhere along the line. Right, right. You're I and I and just this is just me speaking. I think that's an upgrade for for Philly in goal. Well, you can't do much worse. And then and then you've got uh, first uh, an extra first rounder uh, this year and two second rounders next year, uh, and you got two defensive prospects for your your main guy in Provorov. I th- I think you're in good shape. I think you I think you won this deal. That's just me. Okay, okay but for me. You lost a guy who was really good on that defensive end, and all you have now is Sanheim. Because then Rasmus Ristolainen is not the same guy he was. You have no. Anthony D'Angelo, who's like mid mid to bottom line on your defense, skill-wise. You have Sean Walker, who is just grit and a pretty good defensive player, but he's not anything special. And then Nick Sealer, and then Cam York, who are... Young. Well, Nick Sealer's old. He's thirty. Cam York is and young, Cam, is what Cam I'm York, saying. Yeah, but he may also he may also hold out. He's an RFA, so he doesn't have to sign anything. He could just sit out. Like for me, I don't want to play for Philly unless you're paying me four million dollars or more for him. And then Carter Hart's at the last year of a four million dollar deal, and he'll be an RFA at the end of next year. So, does he have a no move clause? Uh, no, he has no move clause, but he is a no no move clause, so he could. Yeah, or so no they, trade clause. Yeah, they could they could dump him pretty quickly. I'm I'm sure there's some team out there that would probably say, "Hey, we'll we'll take a flyer on him." Pittsburgh. Hear me out. I was just gonna say Pittsburgh. Yeah. I literally was. We need younger defense. Literally, our defense is so old. It's no, ridiculous. no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking about Carter Hart. Oh, I thought you were talking about Cam York. Mm-mm. No, I mean I would take Cam York in a heartbeat, but I. I, feel like I don't want Carter Hart. That guy's a cancer. Get that man out of here. Really? Yeah. Not really? a Carter Hart stand at all. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I think, think Carter Hart would play really well in Pittsburgh. I think Hart has potential. I, I think he's got to get in the right. I think he's got to get in a, in a system that plays good defense. We're not it. So I don't think Cotter Cotter Hot would be very good here. I think he gets too much into his no. own head too. So I agree. fans like Pittsburgh fans I are agree. gonna destroy Valid. him. Yeah. Valid. That's, Valid. So that's, that's my a, thing. That one that one is interesting. That's a trade that's very interesting to me. Uh but moving on to a more straightforward, very simple trade. The Columbus Blue Jackets, then three days later, that was June sixth that they did that three three way. And then June 9th, Columbus acquired defenseman Damon Severson from the Devils in exchange for a third-round draft pick. Damon Severson uh, is a uh, has, I believe, seven more years on a $6 million deal. I think they just signed him to a, a seven- or eight-year deal. Uh, New Jersey did. They signed him and then traded him. Oh, they signed, then traded. Right. Yes, you're right. It's an $8 million deal that goes until the end of the 30-31 season. He's 28, so that'll put him at 26 when that trade is up. 36? He also has 36, yeah. Dang. He has, and he has a, and he has a full no trade clause through 27-28. I don't understand. Which means he can't be traded unless he signs off on it. I don't understand why GMs are signing guys to such long contracts. I feel like hardly any of them are going to even age well. No, okay, I disagree. The when they're young, they're about twenty four, and you sign them to an eight year deal. I think that's a great thing. That's not bad, but but when you you have term. but when you have them until they're thirty seven. No, I I agree for that. Those yeah. those yeah. contracts yeah. make zero sense to me. I I didn't like the Chris Letang contract that they signed us the six year deal for a man who's like thirty four. He's he's not gonna. I shouldn't not say a huge fan. I'd, I'm not. I'm pretty sure he's not going to play out that contract. I don't think he is either. He'll retire before that contract is over. I wouldn't be mad about it. Um, no, one other thing. On the, Sorry, the Damon Severson trade. Sorry, let's get back to the Damon Severson trade. Yes, real quick. I think it's a really good trade for Columbus, except I think it's confusing people because everyone kind of thought they were in a rebuild, but like I think they're nearing the end of that. And then now you have like three really stellar defensemen, and like if they if they draft what's the, isn't that third overall pick for like Michikev or whatever his name is? I'm sorry, I demolished that. Mikhaev? Isn't he? Mitchkov? Yeah, Mitchkov. Isn't he a defenseman too? So you draft that guy. You have Wierenski and and that guy, and then you have Provorov and Severson on your second pair. Like that's that's really good. That I mean, not saying that they're going to be contenders, but they could be contenders with that defense alone. And then you've you've got Johnny Hockey if he can step it up. You've got Patrick Line. You've got guys. I mean, you got uh oh, what's that kid's Mitchell name? Mitchell is a right winger. Is he? There was some def- yep. defenseman that they had, some young defenseman. Maybe he wasn't the draft pick. I can't remember. Either way, that Columbus already has. I think maybe. I they don't have know. Adam Boquist. I mean, he's all right. He's a solid third. And Nick Blankenberg. I don't know if those are the guys you're thinking of. I don't know. There might be a guy in the system. I'm not sure. I don't know Columbus well enough to say that. Um, Maybe, yeah. 
No, I, I, I agree with you. When I first saw the, both of these trades, I was very confused because Columbus was kind of very bad this year. Yeah. They were also and, injured. No, they were injured like crazy. Uh-huh. But I'm looking at this team, and on paper, they should be a heck of a lot better than they are. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if you get them, like, I mean, you got, John, like you said, Johnny Hockey and Line. That alone should be. And, yeah, and uh, Alexander Texier and Jack Russell, that you were both young and very good. Yes. And then you got Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger and Emil Benstrom and Liam Foody, all of which who are under the age of 25. You should be a lot better than you are. And I think what they're thinking of, you're bringing in a veteran coach in Mike Babcock, Babcock potentially. Yeah. And you've got the, the, the scoring and you've got the young guys. And all you really need is is to solidify that defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Elvis is a solid goaltender. Oh, yes. So you get Zach. Zach. Oh, are you thinking of Jake Bean, Abby? Yes. Maybe that's who I'm yeah, thinking okay. of. They're, Jake Bean and Zach Wierenski are both on IR. Wierenski's on IR? He was on yeah. IR for most of the year. I didn't know that. So <laughs> may, maybe they're thinking we just bring those guys in until they come back, and then when we do – we, we, we can, like, scratch Eric Branson or something. I don't know. That contract is not going to age well, the Eric Branson contract. Eric Branson is going... Severson just sliding into that second line. I think I think they're going to be really good this year, and it's scary as a Penguins fan. The Branson contract's only until 2027. Yeah, but he's not that great already. Well, I agree. But... but okay. Um, one other thing I would like to talk about... Um, Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield got oh, re-signed yes. to an eight-year, $8.75 million deal, I think. It's something crazy like that. Um, yes. we, we should have talked about that last podcast. Was that last time? I don't think it I was. I feel like that was. Was it? Was that not already? Seriously. I don't think so. Maybe it was Monday. I feel like it was. It, it was recent. It was pretty recent. And maybe we have talked about it. No, I don't think we talked about it. Anyways, people have been talking about I, I want to talk less about the signing and more about people have been talking about how stupid it is to sign Suzuki and Caulfield because now your core combined height is like 5'8 or 5'9 or something like, like that. Like that matters in they're hockey. That's that's what people are saying. They're like, they're going by can, size? Can, can they win a core with the sizes or the, can they win a cup with a core this size? I'm like, that's dumb. <sighs> have you seen Sidney Crosby? He's 5'11". That never stopped Dude, him before. But like That is such a bad argument. It's so silly. Yeah. Well, and I think no, I, I think part of the part of the argument is that the way the NHL is going right now is that you need guys who are tough and able to, you know, not get injured so easily. You got speedy little guys like Caulfield, you're not going to be able to lay a hit on him anyway. But if but Caulfield and Suzuki exactly. are two guys who are quick who are elusive um i'm not sure i'm not sure that injuries are going to be a big deal with them i think if you have an opportunity to solidify your core regardless of how big they are i mean goalies okay i i can see you don't want a 511 510 goalie but at the same time you also don't um, 
the the goalie situation and the and the anyway we're not talking goalies we're talking forwards but um i i think anytime you get a chance to solidify that and 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 lock it up for um many years especially with guys that young you do it and i i exactly i don't think montreal's decisions were at all uh, bad decisions. Now we'll see, obviously you, you can't predict the future. Um, but I, I think, I think Suzuki and Caulfield together make, and honestly, those contracts aren't insane contracts. They're not Austin Matthews insane. Um, so you've got, you're not taking huge, huge, huge cap hits with just those two guys. Um, you got plenty of other money to, to, to keep your support staff as it were, uh, solid and, and well, well to do. So I, I think, I think you're going to see Montreal in the thick of, of the Atlantic for a long, long time. I, I really like the signings and, you you kind of hit it like like Nick Suzuki at 7.8 that's only 9% of the cap and then you have Cole Caulfield who's also 9.5% of the cap it's the same it's the same deal just Caulfield's goes one year longer right and i think i think that's a brilliant move cuz you look at the guys right now like McDavid's making like 13 million or something like that Austin Matthews is going to get paid this offseason and like Suzuki and uh, Caulfield I th- I think I think Caulfield's going to be better than Matthews and I think Suzuki Agreed. has the potential to be better than Matthews. Now McDavid that's a whole other level cuz you put that speed with the skill and it's and honestly that crap crazy but only 18% of the cap in your two best players that's huge that's going to leave yes. you plenty of room to rebuild around yep. put the role players around it it like even Crosby's making barely more than that. Yeah, I I, I like, think I think these two contracts uh, they both expire when the player is thirty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think I, that's huge. I think that's perfect. That's, that's where that's, that's where they should team end. Friendly, that's team friendly and that's player friendly. Absolutely. You look at the guys now; they're going to be in. They're going to be able to get more money that next contract, depending on how they play. Like if they play out of their mind. Right. They're going to get paid 15 plus million because the cap's going to go up. Yep. And they're only going to be 30. So you can make 15 million for the next 5 6 years and you'll still be Yeah, and and whether that's with Montreal or another team, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. No. And I think this leaves them in a brilliant brilliant space to to win. Yeah. Like I you agree. get a goaltender in Montreal and they're going to be they're going to be scary. And you've got Martin St. Louis behind the bench. I mean, those guys mm. are going to be good. It's it's going to be, I, I may I may dump Toronto and start following Montreal next year. Inconsistent. You know, Why are you sighing? That means Toronto's going to win the cup. Oh, then I'll stay with Toronto then. We don't want that. <laughs> Toronto fans would be absolutely time, impossible time, to live with. Well, every time Matthew, you drop Matthew's a team Every time you Matthews drop a team, going, they start doing really well. Oh, that's true. Sorry, I keep that's interrupting true. you. The yeah. Zoom delay no, it's is not okay. working. Yeah, I know. I can't. You, you cut in and out on the Zoom. But, no. Uh, one more thing we need to talk about before we hit random crap we want to talk about, because this is kind of important. It's Penguin News on the uh, on the outside. But uh, or on, on the outside? On the 
offset of anyway. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but uh, news out of Pittsburgh, June 2nd. This came out, you know, a little bit ago, but I just read it. So we're going to talk about it. It says uh, Mike Sullivan basically is just this. Mike Sullivan sat down, talked to uh, Dubas, mm-hmm. and he said that we believe in this core, in the gist of it. And uh, they believe they can still perform on the elite level. And so they agree with, he agrees with Dubas, and they're going to rebuild around this core. And, uh, this is kind of what uh, what's his nose said last year, Hexall. But I don't ever recall, and maybe I'm wrong. Mike Sullivan coming out and saying we're on the same page. And there's this one quote in here that is interesting, and it's just like a couple lines. This is from Wes Crosby, so we know it's accurate. Uh, Dubis, who was the general manager of Toronto, said that he could bolster Pittsburgh's top six adding Cros- to Crosby and Malkin and Jake Gensel. The bottom six could also be rebuilt in a way that could help Crosby and Malkin be in better spots to be game changers. And this is what I find most interesting. Mike Sullivan says, speed is what is most needed. Ugh. So Hextall that, was the one that was messing up our team before? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. No, just hold, back up. Say that again. Sullivan says what? Speed is what we most needed. Okay. So then explain to me why Jeff Carter is still on the ice, you moron. He wasn't the one that signed Jeff Carter. I I understand that. But why is Jeff... You're the coach. Put him in the press box. You don't need that albatross on the ice if speed is what's most important. Especially not on the third line. Oh, my gosh. Put him on the fourth line, play him five minutes a night. Hey, put the the, pause on on it real quick. Uh, One, I will not take any more Jeff Carter slander. I have been been behind the man since day one uh yes he was not performing well but that doesn't mean we don't need him listen fourth line center is the perfect role for jeffrey carter okay i don't disagree with you playing seven minutes a night get him in the four check surround him with young guys who are fast and that way he can make a couple mistakes but it will be corrected by guys getting back on the back check and playing there i agree with mike sullivan that speed is what we needed i believe i said that halfway through the season this year, I said, we're slow and old. We all said that. I think we all said that, but I believe I was the first one to bring it up. Anyway, neither here nor there. He's going to take all the credit. We need speed. And Mikel Granlin, not that fast. No. Uh, who else did we bring in at the trade deadline? Uh, Dmitry Kulikov? Where what the heck was the man? Nick Benino, old and slow. Like, Which was also that. not Sullivan's fault. No, I'm not saying it was Sullivan's fault, but I'm saying that they need, we need speed. And I thought that was just interesting that it, apparently the coach and the general manager were not on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and, that, and now they are in here. Yeah. And hopefully we'll, we'll uh, be here. Mike Sullivan says, I think speed is part of the evolution of the game. When you look at the teams who are having success in the league, none of them are slow. No shot. Thank you. But then here we go. Duba said the Penguins will consider signing Jari to a new contract after evaluating other options in free agency or via a trade. Ooh. Um, Connor Hellebuck is not interested in signing with the Jets. That's all I have to say. Good night. Do, do you think <laughs> Connor Hellebuck would be interested in coming to Pittsburgh? I don't think he wouldn't be interested. He's at, he's at the end of his career. He's looking to win. Pittsburgh has what it takes to win. We need a good goaltender to 
Take us there. But if he's at the end of his career, is that something you want to risk that maybe his he career- He was phenomenal that, this year. But what if his career ends Mm-mm. in December? <laughs> then where are we? Then you pick, like- <sighs> No, I, I, I agree with you that Connor Hollebuck is a very good goaltender. He is very good at goaltending. But- I also, if he's at the end of his career... I, he's nearing the end of his career. He's not that old. I mean, he's old, but he's not that old. Okay. But yeah. anyway, I, I like the fact that he is... He's 30. That he's considering options. Because I I think we need to be open to anything at this point as far as our goaltending situation is concerned. If our goal is to win with the core, which it yes. is. I don't think, and it's not that I don't like Tristan Jari or don't think that he's a good goaltender. I'm not sure he's durable enough to get you through a long playoff And run. you can't risk it. No. Not to say that a 30-year-old Connor Hollebuck is going to be durable enough to make it through a long playoff run. But he hasn't proven that he's not. But he also hasn't proven that he's not. Jari, Jari has. Yep. And and here's one more quote that kind of shoots, uh, you know, shots at a certain uh, goaltender that we all love. Here it sa- He says, I think it's important that we have depth at the position. Talking about goaltender. That position in particular is vitally important, as we all know. I know we have some tough decisions, decisions there. Certainly that will be part of the discussion that we will have with Kyle over the next week or so. So it sounds like uh, we'll be looking at an entirely new tandem in Pittsburgh as apparently Casey DeSmith is not uh, living up to what Sullivan wants. At least that's what I got from the quote. Yeah. Which is kind of rough, but... That makes me sad, but that is fair. But two, I don't think Casey really had a fair shot at it because Jari was injured so much. He's he's a third goalie, I think, probably. Like, he's he's not the type of goalie that can become a starting goalie if you need him to. Like, he's purely a backup goalie. You know what I mean? I think that's fair. Agreed. Well, here are the list of free agent goaltenders that would be, uh, you know, interesting. So, we got Jonathan Quick uh, from Vegas, mm-hmm. Semyon Verlamov from the Islanders, Frederick Anderson from the Canes, Jonathan Bernier from the Devils, who is not a starter, but uh, no, he's not. Might be able. Uh, Cam Talbot from Ottawa, and then we got Jari from Pittsburgh, Nedeljevic from Detroit, Blackwood no, from the Devils, not Ned. Why? He is not consistent. He is. He's not good. Not Ned. Um, he was the goalie we yeah, lit up when we won eleven to one that one time. Not Ned. Oh, you're right. <laughs> right. Not uh, based Sam on that Sonoff? one performance, but. Samsonov from the Leafs. Uh, that would be an interesting one. Uh, Stolars from the Ducks. Uh, Swayman from Boston. I'm, He's an RFA. I'm calling it now. Can I call it now? We sure. get a Hellebuck with a Stolars to back him up. Can we do that? <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. Either a Hellebuck with a Stolars. Stolars is going to be the backup. Bet. Bet money. Do, do you know? Do you know who Actually, is the, a? I feel like the Ducks might just resign him. I don't know. Do you know who else is a free agent at the end of the year? Who? Aiden Hill. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think they're I gonna. Not, they're not letting him go. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't resign him either. What, what if he just, you know, if they win? Yeah, one hit wonder. Know, goes, it's possible. I've, I've, I've won. I'm gonna cop drop out, kind of like a, uh, I don't know, uh, Matthew Murray. Well, no, nah, he did it twice. He wasn't. He, he was, did he it one and a half up. times. He backed Flurry up that second cup run, and then came in when Flurry got injured. That's true. One and a half times. So, or no, it was the other way around. That's true. Flurry came in. Flurry came in to win when he got injured the second time around, and he came in to back up Flurry when he was got injured. But uh, it'll be interesting to see it play out. Um, but yeah, that's all the, the the news we have to talk about today. But what about the random crap? Do we have any random crap we want to talk about today? I didn't have anything. Did you have anything, Ebs? I do not have any random crap. Not today. Although huh. normally so, I do uh, have some random crap, but not today. Let's talk about the finals a little bit more. So hit the music if you would, but I can't hear. All right. So uh, we're going to uh, talk about the finals and we're going to predict these last three games um, just for the kicks and giggles of it. Oh, okay. Um, so game game five is on Tuesday the 13th. We've got it in Vegas, and obviously it's Florida and Vegas playing each other. Um, 8 p.m. Eastern time, Vegas is already up three games to one. Uh, let's talk about it. Final score for this game and who wins? Jim? Um, I think this game is going to be close. I think it's going to be a tight game. I don't know. I for some reason I feel like Vegas closes it out, and I think Damn. the final score is going to be four to two. Dang. Since when did you become a Sin City? I'm not. I'm just so you long. asking me to predict. That's my prediction. Deal with it. All right. So, uh, Abby, what do you think about Game Five? Who do you think takes it? I think I think Florida takes it. I think they're pissed. I think <laughs> I think they're going to come into Vegas and be like, "This is our house now." Like screw you guys, I think they're gonna win, and I think, I think Aiden Hill's gonna have a credit game, because you know all the bad vibes from punching guys in the face with the blocker, <laughs> they come back to bite them in the will butt. Get I know from experience. So I'm gonna say the final well, score will be four to three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I think two Florida. I too think Florida is going to uh, kick butt in uh, this one. I think uh, they shellac the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights kind of put up a game two performance against them. Uh, I'm gonna say it's a six one Florida Panthers shellacking, and Dang. we move back to uh, to Vegas. So you mean to Florida? Or, excuse me, to Sunrise, to Florida. Yeah. Dad's not gonna so predict game this six, one. Dad so doesn't predict over. it because he said the game series is already over. Abby, game six in. Florida. Mm. I don't. I don't want to say it. I think Vegas possibly wins this game. You know. I don't yeah, know. you know. Because if it does shake out, bit. yeah, yeah, I think Vegas will win it in six. The way it's been okay. going. And yeah, okay, Vegas. Th- Vegas I wins think- that game in Sunrise, like with a score of like. I don't know. Three to one, three to two, something like that. They've been okay. such boring games, though, to be honest with you. Like, scoring-wise, the goals have not been pretty. You know, there haven't been any, like, oh, 
That was a nice goal. Except maybe like, the I first, think there was one March or so goal that was really nice. The first Vegas goal uh, on Saturday. The Chandler Saturday. goal? Yeah. That was just pathetic defense. It was. I'm sorry. No, that wasn't was, a good goal. But it was really nice. It was, it was, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought he put it right where he's supposed to. He got it. it he got really it. Nice he too. got it five hole. I mean, it rattled around. I guess. I just. I That's just. Why you wear a cup? Well, yes. <laughs> I just. It wasn't Sorry. an impressive goal to me because it didn't take that much skill to put it in. You know what I mean? They just handed you that goal. Basically, yeah. Bob couldn't do anything. It's true. Poor guy. That wasn't his fault either. No, it was not. Anyway. No. Okay, so uh, for me. Game six, I think Florida wins it and pushes it game seven. I think Florida will win it by a score of three to two in overtime. I think Matthew Chuckers, you know, Chuckers, Chuckers. I think he, uh, I think he smashes it home. And, uh, yeah. So since Abby lost faith in the Florida Panthers, I never had faith in the Florida Panthers. Game seven, I think, you ready for it? I think Florida wins in Game Seven. I think Vegas loses all hope. After no, I'm I'm not joking. After uh, after giving up a three-one series lead, I think they pull a Golden State, and I think they take it by a score of four nothing. Sergey Bobrovsky with a flashback Bob moment and shutting out the Vegas Golden Knights in seven. And I think Florida lifts the Stanley Cup, and I think Matthew Kachuk wins the Conn Smythe Trophy. Matthew Kachuk wins the Smythe. Matthew, have you looked at his playoff points? Have you looked at his stats? No. I just have, well, I've just looked at his PIMS. That's all I need to look at. Oh, my gosh. Just because a man racks up PIMS doesn't mean he's not the best player on the team. No, I'm not saying he's not the best player. I would just say maybe Bob deserved that for MVP, but Mm. that's just me. Maybe. Because would they have made it out of those first couple rounds without Bob? No. Would they have made it out of the first couple rounds without Matthew Kachuk? Possibly. Sam Bennett was popping off. Uh, Who's that other guy? Man has has seven overtime goals. Uh, This playoffs. That is true. Seven overtime goals? No, the team has seven overtime wins. I don't think. Okay, excuse me. Three overtime goals. Four game-winning goals. Averaging 21 and a half time, uh, minutes per game. 21 and a know, half? Man. Dang. That's 21 and amazing. a half for Chuckers. For a forward, that's, that's pretty good. That's really intense, actually. They got Sam Bennett and, yes. and Sam Reinhart, who have been popping off as well as Carter, Connor Ver, Carter yeah, I was gonna say, Verhage, Verhage, as well as Brandon Montour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, Brandon Montour has been playing really well. Who's that, been a nut job. That whole team and a has half. been doing very good. Um, Remember when Alex Lyons started in that first round? I do. Ugh. Anyway, and he played pretty well. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Against against a very good Boston team, yeah. But yes, yeah. I mean, he 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 won. Well, I guess he only won one for him, but still. But he put he put up played pretty a, well, pretty good show. They were all yeah. close and games. You're right. Bob is playing really hard. So I guess I guess they do have a difficult decision. He's got a 9.24 and a 2.5. So. But still, I, I like I like Matthew Kachuk to win Smith if they do win it. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, he's yeah. he's probably he's probably the consensus pick if Florida does come back to win. And, and again, it depends on what happens. Uh, I mean, if they're all in those like in those next three games, games right? Bob's, yeah, if they're all two one games and he stands on his head, Bob does. Yeah. Then 
Sure. You yeah, it just him, depends right? on how they win. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 All but right. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be it. Uh, next next episode, the playoffs should be over, should they not? Yep. Yep. We'll have one more episode, and then we'll be into the off season where we'll go down to maybe once every couple of weeks. Depending on we'll how much schedule. free agency crap goes down. That's right. But we also have a well, wedding in there, guys, so. No, we'll have we'll have one more because game seven, if necessary, is on a Monday. So we will have one more podcast where we talk about that. You really think it's gonna we'll go have, seven, Andrew? You think if it's gonna go I think it goes seven. Okay. All right. We'll I see. I think it goes seven. We'll see. I think it goes seven. We'll see. Okay. I think it goes seven. Okay. I think okay. It goes seven. So so okay. potentially we hear you, man. We hear potentially you. we could have our last right uh, uh, last episode of the season next week. Unless, hey, here's an idea. If it goes seven, let's live stream game our seven. reaction to game seven. If it goes seven, that, let's do it. I'd be, I'd be up for that. How would you be up for that, Ebs? We can do that, I suppose. All right. You know, Abby doesn't like the live streams. You can tell by the sound in her voice. I am not comfortable in front of a camera, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you only get comfortable by actually doing it. And hey, it would be the last time we can do it because then I'm moving. So that's true. That is true. That's true. The podcasts are going to sound more like this from now on, which we need to figure out a better way to get some decent audio on your half on your end. Well, I'm using AirPods right now instead of my mic. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get your mic in there so that it sounds better. But with that said, this has been the pens and stuff podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow the YouTube because if we do live stream, that's how you're going to know. Uh, links yep. are on the link tree in the bio um, and yeah until next time I'm Andrew I'm Jim and I'm Abby let's, let's go Pens oh excuse me Panthers <laughs> I'm still rooting for Vegas I mean I, not rooting for Vegas they're my pick I just want both teams to lose so let's go rest Stanley Cup let's go <laughs> I just hope everybody has a good time no I hope everyone has the worst time and dies just kidding. That was a little <laughs> aggressive. That was intense. Abby. I did not mean for it to be so aggressive. Wow. What, what did Matthew do to you?